Welcome to the porch here on Firefall Talk Radio. I'm Richard Grund. This is where we get back to basics, the red letter basics, the only thing that matters. Studying the Word of God, focusing on the Book of Acts Church, seeing how they served the Lord, following their examples so that we can find the church the Lord created, not the one, that, you know, the, the church the Lord wanted, not the one that man created. Our desire has always been, all the way back to the home church we had in Tallahassee in uh, 1993, I think it was, to find and restore the priesthood of the believer and to serve the Lord the way they did, digging deeper into Scripture, getting that world-shaking influence that they had, so that we can do what must be done before the return of the king, because the church age is not over. What happened in the upper room is as much for today as it was on the day of Pentecost. Now, if you believe that, if you know that, and you want more in your spiritual walk, then join us Join us on this journey as we get back to basics. If you have any questions, go to firefalltalkradio.com, new updated website, use the contact button, or write us directly at the porch at firefalltalkradio.com. If you'd like to support what we do on that new homepage, that new main landing page for Firefall Talk Radio at the bottom, there are three different ways to do so. If you need more information, just reach out to us, write us, and we'll be glad to give it. We appreciate your support and encouragement. Welcome to all of our listeners from the various streaming platforms. We appreciate you listening. Please let us know. Please subscribe. Uh, Share it if you will. Let's get the word out, literally the word. Let's get it out there. And for all of you that are a porch of the community for many years, some of you back to the beginning, I really appreciate you, and you're always in my prayers. Newsletter went out recently. If you have not received it, check your junk mail. Make sure that you make the address on that newsletter um, acceptable or it will be blocked. And if you don't have it, write to us, and we'll send it to you again. If you need prayer or you'd like to pray for others, let us know, and we will connect you into that. Uh, Subscribe wherever you listen. There's so many different ways. Again, on the main landing page, there are all the places that you can find us. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and X, the X Twitter. Yes. Aerial support, please, if you are a part of our aerial support for SRT, please, please be active. Asking for prayer for some recent expenses, both personal and ministry and business. For the upcoming SRT mission, Firefall has some equipment needs. Unfortunately, technology changes, equipment ages. I will be creating a private page with links and information about all of that. If you're interested, just let us know. We start out praise reports and prayer requests, praising him first, coming into his presence with praise. I praise him for his love, his grace, his mercy, for my salvation, for my home, my wife, my family, furry kids, some of you call them pets, and all of our possessions. I praise him for his protection for this ministry, his ministry, that he allows me to work for him and with him. Praise him for you. Really, I do. I appreciate each and every one of you that are on this journey. You are important to me. Praise him for the dreams and the visions, for his healing virtues. Praise him just to be able to praise him. Make a joyful noise as unto the Lord. From the renewed spirit man and everything that he has done for me, Praise him for the signs of the times. I'm paying attention, Lord, telling me the king's getting ready to come back. Creation's groaning, and we're groaning for the return of the king, for the coming kingdom, and eventually the new Jerusalem. So behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even though they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, but not us, because we knew, we saw, and we accepted him. Now let's pray. Pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122, verses 6 through 8. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. 
For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you. And let me say this. I doubt anybody listening to me fits in this category, but I've heard from some people recently shocking me how anti-Semitic they were, anti-Israel, anti-Jews. They have bought into the media lies. They bought into the replacement theology. They bought into some satanic information that I find disgusting. They, Israel and the Jews are still his chosen people, and we have been grafted into that vine. If you need inf- more information on them and what's going on over there right now, it's out there. I will point you in the right direction. I pray for the fatherless, the widows, the innocents, the victims of injustice, those being martyred for their faith. Let's not ever forget them. For divine wholeness, health, and healing in me and my wife and my family, our furry kids, all of you. Let's get back to our divine design. We can serve him no matter what. We can hobble as I'm doing right now in a bad hip, but it doesn't matter. But he can heal us, and he can change us, and he can put us back to where we once were. Give us back the dew of our youth, not for us, but for him. So I pray right now in the name of Yeshua, whatever you're dealing with, mental, physical, spiritual, wherever you need healing, I speak to you right now in his name, by his authority. I say, peace, be still, and be healed in Yeshua's name. I pray for protection, that Psalm 91 covering. Let's stay hidden under the shadow of his wings. For inspiration, for the remnant, that's us. Let's wake up. Let's wake up others. Let's rise up and answer the call to action. Set the captives free. And for those who have been blessed to be a blessing and then to continue the blessing and let it flow like a river from the throne room, let's help each other out and let's help others out. Let's combine our prayers. Let's let's get the enemy on the run. Faith-filled prayers protection and covering during this supernaturally active and very dangerous time. The enemy knows the time we, so should we. Push back, take a stand for the kingdom, for the Lord, for the gospel, for one another. It isn't about you. It isn't about your plans or your brand or whatever it is you think you're working on. It's about him and him alone. I pray for edification, encouragement, inspiration. That's what Firefall Talk Radio and Firefall Media Group is all about. Inspiration, edification, encouragement, changing people one at a time, tearing down principalities one at a time, but one person at a time. Anything that rises up against the knowledge of God, let the kingdom of God arise so that we can operate in the calling, exposing the enemy, seeking the lost, helping the dying, and setting the captives free. So, Father, Lord, Holy Spirit, have your way. Bless this technology. Bless us. Bless the Word. Open hearts and minds. Let them hear what they need to hear. And we do all this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. Combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. Okay, this is week six, and we are concluding the teaching on all the Lord's I Am statements, focusing on when he said, I am the bread of life, what it means and why understanding it is so important. The foundational intimate relationship with the Lord is vital to our spiritual existence. Nothing else matters. Oh, you can study things and you can look at other things and ancillary things and be interested in them. But as Paul said at the end of his ministry, I know one thing and one thing only. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, and him crucified. The cross, the empty tomb, the upper room, 
anything else is a distraction. We've been discussing, do you know him? Do you, do you know who he is or do you just know about him? I meet so many people who claim to be born again. They know about him, but they don't know him. There's nothing in their life that indicates to me that they've ever met him. Knowing him means spending time with him and spending time in his word, getting to know him better. See, relationship will never fail you. You may forget scripture. You may forget things that you've learned or things that you've heard, but you'll never forget him. You'll never forget his steadfast love. You'll never forget the basics of being a believer in Yeshua. He's the key to our authority and our standing in this fallen world because the enemy is not afraid of us. The enemy will test our faith and test our authority. We want to pass that test. We want to have him and the Holy Spirit give us spiritual understanding so that we can exalt the Father. He is our spiritual food and the source of life. He's everything we need or should want. Six times Yeshua said that he was, I am. Seven if we count his statement to the woman at the well in John four twenty six, I am. Yeshua gave himself names that pointed to the special role that he was ready to fulfill. And some of these referred to Old Testament prophet, promises by the prophets about the Messiah. Look into them. Open your word. Go look them up. Read Isaiah. Read Isaiah 53. The Jews consider that the forbidden chapter because if you read it, you know that 700 years before the fact he was talking about Jesus of Nazareth. No other man ever born fits everything the prophet said. Help other people understand him. That's what this is all about. Go with me to John chapter 6. We're going to be bouncing around mostly in John. Some of it will be out of order. Sometimes I, the scripture will be out of order. and I'll hit the microphone with my hands because once again, being Italian, I'm talking with my hands to nobody in the room. But I will take a point that I want you to understand and tie the scripture to it. And sometime in the flow of those points, the tapestry that the Spirit has created, they'll be a little out of order, but it all ties together. John chapter 6, starting in verse 30. Therefore they said to him, him being Yeshua, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Yeshua said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Lord, give us the bread always. And Yeshua said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. I am the depiction of his identity and his ministry, tying him back to the Father. Jewish teachers often use manna as a symbol for spiritual food, for God's law, or for the Torah, wisdom, for the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is the bread of life. I am, Yeshua said, purposefully using this phrase, to make his listeners think about the Old Testament names for God. Exodus 3.14. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Then thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Well, here is I am. The bread of life means bread which supplies life. That's who he is. He has given us life. Remember in John chapter 1, starting verse 1, this is the amplified version. In the beginning before all time was the Word, Messiah. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. 
He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. Without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the power to bestow life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it, or overpower it, or appropriate it, or absorb it, and is unreceptive to it. I am the light of the world. He shines, and he brings life. Light brings life. It helps things to grow, but those things need to be fed, and that's where the bread comes in. See, manna satisfied the physical needs in the wilderness for a while, week to week. Messiah satisfies our spiritual needs eternally, forever. Now, don't think the enemy doesn't know that. If you look at Luke chapter 4, when Yeshua is being tempted in the wilderness by Hasatan, he says to him, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. He could have said anything, and he commanded to become a pomegranate. No, command this stone to become bread, because he knew how important bread was. But Yeshua answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Here is the word of God. Here is the bread of life standing right there. The bread of this world is nothing compared to the bread of life, the Word of God. I've been thinking about these Bible studies since on the porch here, 2010, May of 2010, actually March, but May as an online podcast. But going back to all the way when I first started teaching, and I've taught on a lot of different things, and I've focused on a lot of different things. And here we are 30-plus years later, and I realized the only important thing to know is Him, to know about the Word, and to know Yeshua. Get in your Word. Open your Bible. Even if you only read a chapter a day, you better know this Word because the time will come when you won't have access to technology. That word better be in you. And you may not even have access to a Bible. But if the word is in you, it will always be there. And the Holy Spirit will have something to remind you of. Something to bring to your remembrance. I am the bread of life, Yeshua said. The true manna that descended from God. That manna that fell every day. That, that supernatural sustenance to the Israelites in the wilderness. Yeshua is that and so much more. He feeds us. He sustains us. John 6, 38, he says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him, being the Father, who sent me. Just like Hashem, God, Abba, sent down that manna from heaven to feed his children, he gave us Yeshua. Like the woman at the well in John chapter 4 who asked Yeshua to give her the living water he was talking about so she would never be thirsty again. She would never have to make those long trips to the well in the heat of the day. This crowd wanted what Yeshua could give their lives because they wanted their lives to be easier. They missed the point of what he was saying, and are we any different? I see so many people today that have just missed the point. I am the bread of life, he says. If people wanted this bread, they had to come to Yeshua, and they had to believe in him. Not everybody can have this bread, only those who believe in him. And when he said, I am, he was pointing to the unique divine identity tied to that bread. In essence, he was saying, I, the Lord God, am here to provide you with everything you need for your spiritual life. All you need is him. 
Stop running here and running there and listening to this false prophet and this false teacher and this person up on a stage who's given him a title. No, no, no. Stop. I'm serious. Stop. Get in your word. Get with the Lord. See what he says. Because you can listen to all these people and remember what they say, but if you don't know what's in that word, the enemy's going to get you. The enemy right now is jacked up. They're on demonic steroids. So you better get jacked up too and get that word inside of you. He's saying, I am the sustenance of your life. I know it. I can hear it. I can hear some of you thinking, well, Richard, I'm not like you. I don't... I don't understand these words. I'm not as smart as you. I'm not this or I'm not that. And as long as you believe that, it'll be the truth. And I will tell you this. God uses the simple things of the world to confound the wise. So if you believe that you're not all that, then you're perfectly qualified for God to use you. I wasn't all that either, and I'm still not all that. I'm getting there. Someday I'll get it when I get my glorified body and it's all over with. I just read more. I study more. I've eaten more bread. I think my body shows it, but don't tell anybody. He will satisfy that spiritual hunger for anyone who believes in him. I am the bread of life. I don't know about you, but I'm getting hungry just talking about this bread. And he was correcting the errors in their thinking. See, the food of which he was speaking was a person. It was him. It was not a commodity. And bread was important in those days. If you do any research on bread during those days, this was a major part of their daily diet. And once someone, once we are in right relationship with Yeshua, we find satisfaction which is everlasting. It's not temporal. You are fully satisfied forever. The bread of life, the bread that provides life, Yeshua, man's necessary food. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that food, for giving us that bread. Thank you so much, Father, for cultivating it and giving it to us. Hey, in our culture... Food is, bread is often optional, but in those days, it was a staple. It was an everyday, all-the-time thing. I'm, I'm, if you don't already know, I've made a big deal out of it. I'm Italian. My grandparents came from Italy. Bread was an everyday part of our life, and when I lived, when my parents split up, when my father walked out, and eventually we lived with my grandparents for a short period of time, a couple of years, actually, I would have to go to the store every day for fresh bread quick little story here. It has nothing to do with spiritual things. It has to do with me, and my wife already knows what I'm going to say. I would get sent to the store to get the bread, and this is fresh bread. Fresh bread smells really, really good, and it would be right at the top of the bag, and by the time I got home, there was no end on that bread because I'd been nibbling on it all the way home. <laughs> I remember one time I did it I figured, oh, my goodness, my sister, who's always upset with me when I did that, she's going to be angry. So I took the bread out of the paper wrapper, flipped it upside down, and put it back in so the good ends stood up. Well, that didn't make it up the stairs either. Anyway, with Yeshua, it's the same thing. We always want him. We want to nibble. We want to bite. We want to see. We want to smell. We want to feel. And if you, he promised that if you come to him, you'll never be hungry spiritually. And if you believe in him, you'll never be thirsty. See, these people were demanding bread because they had seen the five loaves and the two fishes and the miracle. But he was getting them to understand that he was more than that. This was more than that. The bread of life gives life. And it's only available from Yeshua to those that believe in him. But after feeding 5,000... It's not, it's not surprising that 
those same numbers would seek him out again looking for the same miracle. Are we we any different today? People go to a service and signs and wonders happen and the worship is anointed and they, oh, let me go back and see the same thing. Or if you're in ministry or if you're in uh, worship, I've been in those kind of services, high praise. And then the next week they try to recreate it and it has nothing to do with the songs they sang or the people who sang it. It has to do with the Holy Spirit and the Lord. You can't recreate him. He's got to give it. So when they find him, come looking for more miracles, he read their minds, he read their hearts, and he confronted them with their motive, which he will do with you and I. He said, you are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. He was trying to get them to seek something more than that, the food that endures to eternal life. So they asked him about what works were necessary to appease God. And remember, in that culture, especially in the Jewish culture, it's always about appeasing God never understanding the father and child relationship. So rather than outlining do's, lining do's and don'ts, he gave an answer that they didn't anticipate. John six, twenty-eight and 29, they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Yeshua answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. There it is. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that he is Messiah, been raised from the dead, and he died for your sins, and you shall be saved. It's as simple as that. Salvation is not something you can obtain through human effort. It's nothing you can do. It's a free gift. He's already done it all. He did it on the cross, every drop of blood. He fulfilled every messianic prophecy, the only one that did and the only one that could. So the only work necessary for you to do is receive. Receive the gift from Abba for eternal life through his son, Adonai Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. Just receive. And Yeshua stated that all who come to him with saving faith, will never be driven away. And that it's God's will that all should come just like that. See, that statement did not please the Jews. That goes against their their work theology. And this particular subject, let me touch on this, has been misinterpreted a lot. Some even think that it refers to the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist, as it's called in some places. That that's what gets you saved. Take the take the Eucharist. Put that little wafer on your tongue. Ah, you're good. No, you're not. Satan could walk into a church and take that. I got news for you. That wafer means nothing. Been there, done that. Way too many T-shirts to prove it. Nope, it's the Lord's Supper and what he did for us on the cross and him being the bread of life. The sole requirement for salvation is not partaking of the elements of the Lord's Supper, but it's faith in the bread of life. It's faith in Yeshua, the light of the world, the one who is to come, the one who is and is to come. He was, he is, and is to come, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, King of kings, Lord of lords, Messiah teacher, friend. Just like bread was the basic food of the ancient times, he is the basic food of modern times spiritually. Bread from heaven, essential to provide and sustain our spiritual life. Most of you are, you are, uh, what's that word? Brain just went, just had a brain freeze. I need sound effects, but don't have that one in there. Um, you are malnourished spiritually because you don't eat enough and you don't eat right. Oh, you're eating. You're eating snacks and you're eating sugary things that taste good to you spiritually and tickle your ears. Hey, you want to be a seer? Well, come over here. I'll show you how to be a seer. See, this is a seer. Now, not in the New Testament. 
Not there, folks. Oh, you can be a watchman, too. Not in the New Testament. It's not there. Nobody mentions it. If anybody would have mentioned it, it would have been Paul. Never does. How about you be a spirit-filled believer? How about you be a follower of Yeshua? How about you live a life that lets the world know that you know him? Not that you know some false teacher up on a stage. You better know him. You better feast on this bread. And guess what? That bread was sliced. He was torn apart for you. For you to be saved, not for you to run around like Chicken Little. The sky is falling. No. The sky may be falling, but guess what? I'm under the shadow of his wings. I want to tell you about him. But that material bread, that natural bread, it must be eaten and digested and absorbed to become a part of us. It's exactly the same way with him and the word. It must become a part of us. So appropriate it by faith. Take him in completely. Let him become a part of you to sustain you. Do you know why you're afraid? Because you're not near him. You know why the enemy's not running away from you? Oh, the Bible says the enemy will flee. No, no, no. You must draw near to him. Submit yourself to God, and the devil will flee from you. People always leave out the first two parts of that equation. Get near him. Eat it. Digest it. Let it become a part of you, and then tell others about it. Hey, have you tasted this bread? We do it in real world. Wow, I had I went to Publix, and they had this great bread, and you should go get some. It's on sale. Well, you know what? This bread is free. He paid for it already. Let me tell you about that bread, the bread of life, appropriated by faith, receiving to sustain you. And this multitude, this crowd of 5,000, that's just the men with women and children. It could have been anywhere from eight to 10,000. They're looking for another miracle. Five loaves, two fish. And he's saying, hey, I got something better for you. John six twenty six and 7. Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life which the Son of Man, Messianic phrase, will give you because God the Father, Abba, has set his seal on him. Food will perish. If you make bread and there's no preservatives, it will go bad. That's why you have to eat it. Well, his bread doesn't go bad, but I'm telling you, you need to eat it. Some of you are really suffering physically, because you're malnourished spiritually. And those people caught in the drudgery of life, sustaining life and making the bread and and getting the, the food on the table, he's saying, don't just work for the food which perishes, but seek the food which endures to eternal life, which I, the Son of Man, I am, shall give to you. Stop striving. Stop working for things that have no eternal value. That's the thing that really bothers me about my time over the last 30, 88, or 35 years. I've studied a lot of things, and I've read a lot of books, so much so that when I went to get my credentials, and I know I've told the story, I've read so many books and done so many studying and so many teachings by that time, which was 91 been saved those three years that one of the the leader on the board laughed when he looked at every the folder I gave him and Pastor Shelley was sitting with next to me grabbed my thigh really hard because I was still a little bit New York Richard and I was about to go off on him and he must have saw my body language change he goes no 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 I'm not laughing at you this is a lot of work you'd have done less work had you gone to seminary And, of course, when I left, I was astounded that instead of being impressed and praising God, I could have done less work had I gone to seminary. 
Thank God I didn't. But I look back in all those books, spiritual warfare, about demons, about Satan, about the giants, about this, about that, has no eternal value. The only thing that matters is him, the cross, the empty tomb, the upper room, the basics. That's what matters. And these people were being told, just believe in him and have eternal life. But nope, they didn't want to believe until they saw a sign. Our fathers ate man in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. That was the southern. Those, those were the people from the south. And just like the wilderness bread that came down from heaven, it really wasn't good enough for them. Psalm 78, starting verse 22. Because they did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation, yet he had commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven, had rained down manna on them to eat and given them the bread of heaven. Men ate angels' food. He sent them food to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought it in the in the south wind. He also rained meat on them like dust, feathered fowl, like the sand of the seas. He let them fall in the midst of their camp all around their dwellings. So they ate, and they were filled, for he gave them their own desire. They were not deprived of their craving, but while their food was still in their mouths, the wrath of God came against them, and he slew the stoutest of them and struck down the choice men of Israel. In spite of this, they still sinned and did not believe in his wondrous works. What happened? Well, they were sick. We're sick of this bread, this manna coming from heaven. We want meat. So he rearranged the winds and brought in a flock of fowl. And they killed and they ate until they were sick. And then he punished them. That's why all you need is him. All you want is him. And the people of his day are talking about a miracle that really has nothing to do with them. He's offering them so much, something so much better. This isn't angel's food. This is God's food. And the Jews complained about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Yeshua, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I've come down from heaven? Yeshua therefore answered and said to them, Do not murmur among yourselves. John six, forty-one through 43. They still weren't getting it. They were hearing him, but they weren't listening. He was talking about eternal life, not literal bread. But their lack of understanding, instead of saying, please explain this to us, they complained and found fault in what he was saying. The grumbling, similar to the grumbling of Israel in the wilderness against the first Moses. See what we're seeing here? Man complains when they don't get their way. Oh, I'm being persecuted. No, you're not. Maybe God isn't giving you what you're asking for because he's protecting you. Or maybe those people that are trying to teach you and correct you, but you're seeing as persecution, no. But when you complain, it means you don't want what God wants. You want what you want. Numbers 21 verses 4 6 explains this, 4 through 6. And then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Be thankful he doesn't do that today, but he will 
allow the enemy come into your life because you have opened the door. Don't murmur against God. Don't complain. That here Yeshua is telling these people, bread of life, free for everyone, come get some. Nah, they're being offended. He's he's offending them. He's not saying they're Jewish things. He's saying messianic things. So many people get offended about their religion because you're not doing it the way they think you should be doing it, missing the point completely. I know I was one of those people. Died in the wall, Roman Catholic. Meet somebody who's Italian and not Catholic. Wanted to know what was wrong with him. I was loyal to my Roman Catholic background. He knew the Lord. Thinking back on what he said to me, and I still remember his name. I'd love to be able to find him to tell him, hey, I finally got it. He knew the Lord. He was born again. John 6, verse 47, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Oh, boy, here we go. And the Jews began to quarrel among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Yeshua said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats his bread will live forever. He said this in a synagogue in Capernaum. Now, instead of saying, what do you mean, Rabbi? Instead of wanting to understand, nope, what they said was, and many of his disciples, not the core, 12, but of the of the 70 that were with him, this is the hard saying, who can understand it? Well, I'll tell you who can understand it, those who are supposed to. Carrying on here in verse 61, Yeshua knew in himself that his disciples complained about this. He said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. Yeshua knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it's been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. His sermon cleared the crowd. His sermon cleared out those who really didn't believe. Hey, wait wait a second here, Rabbi. We we need the numbers. We had a really big crowd here. We were drawing some. We're in the news. And these people are walking away. Folks, let them walk away. I'd rather have 12 that understood and want to walk in the power of God than 112 that don't. They wanted the miracle, but they didn't want him. They wanted the signs and the wonders, but they didn't want the crucified Messiah. Paul touched on this a lot. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 22 through 24. For the Jews request the sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Messiah crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Messiah the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Nothing has changed. That's the church today. They want signs and wonders. They want wisdom, knowledge, 
I want to be a spiritual egghead. I want a Ph.D. after my name. I've always thought Ph.D. stood for Pretty Hopeless Dummy, but somebody told me that wasn't what it stood for. No, you want him. You want the power of the Holy Spirit. You want the living bread inside of you. You want to go raise the dead and set the captives free. Because he said, I am the bread of life. And when we pray the Lord's Prayer, what do we say in Matthew six eleven? Give us this day our daily bread. Maybe it's the manna. Maybe it's food. Maybe it's sustenance. Maybe what we're saying is give us this day our full of Yeshua. Give us our living bread, the bread of life. Make us strong. Give us the strength to move on, to carry on, to do what we need to do. doesn't matter if we're pressed down and persecuted and shaken. We go on because he's given us our daily bread. What do you have right now that you're not appreciative of, that you haven't said thank you, Lord, for a roof over your head? Maybe you have a car. Maybe it's not the car you want, but it's the car you have. Does it work? Does it get you where you're going? Even if it doesn't, can it be fixed? Be thankful for what you have. Stop thinking about what you don't. Be thankful for him. He sustains you. He's all you need. Psalm 104, verses 14 and 15. Talking about Adonai, the Lord, who causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the service of man, that he may bring forth food from the earth, and wine that makes glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face shine, and bread which strengthens a man's heart. If you study your word, maybe you have a a commentary, maybe you have a study Bible, whatever you use, do a study on the bread From Genesis to Revelation, you're going to find it. The natural bread, the spiritual bread, what it meant during that day. There are books out there about words, topics. That's how you learn. That's how you get in it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You nibble a little bit, and then you take a bigger bite, and then you take a little more. Maybe go for a second helping. You can eat a lot on this diet and not get fat physically, but you can get strong spiritually. See, he's the bread that strengthens man's heart. How do you feel right now? Are you strong or do you feel weak? Well, if you're feeling weak, I pretty much guarantee you, oh, you knew it. You know what I was going to say. You're not in this word. You're not feeding. You're not eating. I'm, it's great that you come here every week. And whether you're listening live or you you get one of the uh, the archived episodes and listen to it that way. And I'm thankful that you do. I don't want you to stop, so don't get me wrong. But this is to inspire you. That's why I give you all the scripture. That's why I give you all this information. Let me see what Richard's talking about here. Feed. Eat. Matthew twenty six twenty six, and they were eating, and Yeshua took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. That's the Lord's Supper. That's communion. When you take the matzah, the unleavened bread, and somebody breaks it and they give you a piece and you have the grape juice and you take communion, which we don't do enough of. When we have the home fellowship, we did it every Sunday. We'd have the matzah, I'd break it up and put it in a dish. We'd have the little cups with the grape juice, and everyone would come up and get their own, and we would take communion together, and I miss that. I look forward to very soon having a place of fellowship where family and friends can do that, and we could break bread together. Because breaking bread with other believers reminds us not just of who he is, but of who we are. We're a family. We're in this together. 
1 Corinthians 11, verses 23 and 24. For I received from the Lord, Paul says, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, Adonai Yeshua, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And we do that knowing that one day we won't have to do it anymore. That one day when we're in our glorified bodies and we're at the marriage supper of the Lamb and he finally drinks wine, the fruit of the vine, again with us, that we won't have to do this anymore because it will be done. It is finished. 1 Corinthians ten seventeen. For we, though many, are one bread and one body. For we all partake of that one bread. One bread. One body. One Lord. And we're one family. That's why I care about you. I don't just flippantly say that. Anybody who knows me well enough will know that I would not say that if I didn't mean it. I do. I care about you. care about your families. I even care about your furry kids. Because we're brothers and sisters. We're family. Some of you have come to me, even though I'm no longer a formal pastor of a congregation, of a home church. Some have said, hey, I'd like you to be my pastor, to be my spiritual covering, to stand in between me and the and the wolves. And I've taken on that responsibility, and that's something I take lightly, because I care about you. The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia says, most naturally and appropriately in the inauguration of the New Covenant, Messiah adopted as his memorial, not a monument of stone or brass, but this humble yet sacred article of food, familiar and accessible to all, to become with the wine of common use in the Lord's Supper, the perpetual symbol among his disciples of the communion of the saints. The bread of life is the bond that holds our lives together with him and with each other. Yeshua said, I assure you, most solemnly say to you, it is not Moses who's given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my Father, my Abba, who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. And they said, Lord, give us this bread always. We say, Lord, give us this bread always. And Yeshua said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. And the one who believes in me as Savior will never be thirsty, for that one will be sustained spiritually. I used to deliver bread for an Italian bakery in Manhattan towards the end of college for one year. I had to get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. I had to be there at 4.30 before 5 o'clock to take the fresh bread, which had just come out of the oven to deliver it to supermarkets and restaurants all over Manhattan. What an experience. That fresh bread coming out of the oven. Good, really good bread, by the way. And the smell of it would fill the bread truck, more of a bread van, but anyway. And on really hot, I mean, it was so hot that on cold mornings in the winter, I knew I'd have some left over. I would reach back behind me in one of the bins and grab one of those fresh loaves of bread and I'd eat it. That would be my breakfast that morning because then I would have to go to school straight from there. But I will tell you this, every place I showed up was waiting for that bread. The restaurants needed it. The stores needed it. It was needed. They wanted it. And I was the guy that walked through the door they were looking for it. Well, we are his bread deliverers right now. We're the bread delivery service to the world. 
a world that is hungry and wants it, fresh and hot and sustained sustenance. They need it. That's our job now. And we arise and we shine and we show the world that he is the nourishment they seek. Yeshua is the bread of life. It's what they need. He is exalted. He is before all things. He is the beginning. He's the end. Who is and who was and who is to come. The light of the world. The door of the sheep. The good shepherd. The resurrection. The way, the truth, and the life. And the bread of life. Because he is what? He is I am. And he's our Lord. And he is our Savior. He is everything to us. So feed. Eat. Be full and share with others. Because if you've never dealt with hungry people, as we have with the poor and with the homeless, they will appreciate the food. And there are so many people who look real good, smell real good, dress real well, drive nice cars, but they're dying for real food, for real bread. They're dying inside for what you have. Feed them. Bring them the bread of life. Father, Abba, Adonai, please help us to do this, to do it better. Help us to understand. Holy Spirit, take this word, take this teaching, take the the, the scriptures and and make them explode inside of us to open our minds to a better understanding of these things. Let us see it like we're in one of those uh, uh, AI glasses where everything becomes three-dimensional and we see things that you don't normally see on a regular screen, but let us see the Word that way. Let it become three-dimensional. To those of you that think you can have that, I say you can. And I bless you in the name of Yeshua, that your mind would be open and your eyes would see and your ears would hear and you would be changed, that this word would fill you, his bread would sustain you, that you would be so different. People would look at you and say, hey, I want some of that. And you can say to them, have you ever tasted this bread? Lord, please. Give us the ability to go, to be highly mobile, to set the captives free, to feed the hungry, both physically and spiritually, to show them really who you are so that they can realize, wait a second, I've never heard about this this Jesus before. Why have I never heard this before? I don't know, but I'm telling you now. Jesus of Nazareth, born of a virgin, who died for our sins. A horrible, painful death on a cross, shed every drop of blood so that we could be reconciled to the Father, that we could have life eternal. But don't worry, he's not dead, he's alive. The tomb is empty, the cross is bare. Yeshua sits at the right hand of the Father in fullness and power. He's King of kings, Lord of lords. And guess what? You get to sit with him in the heavenly places if you want to. Far above all principality and power. Far above anything the enemy could do. You can bring your family with you. You can bring your loved ones with you. Come as you are. He's done it all. I just pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord, may Adonai make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord, Adonai, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Give you shalom. I'm Richard Grun. This has been The Porch on Firefall Talk Radio.